Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Tech People. This is your host, Ken speaking. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Dan Darcy, Chief Commercial Officer at Qualify.com, to discuss his model, which is simply do whatever it takes when it comes to his customers. Dan sees customer success as a weapon and a revenue-generating model. He will describe what he means by doing whatever it takes for his customers, how he developed the model, along with some of the challenges and solutions he overcame in the process. So welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. Cool. I watched your video and I'm looking forward to getting more into um, the model. But before that, could you please just give us a brief background about yourself and your company? Yes. Uh, So my name is Dan Darcy. I uh, am the chief customer officer at Qualified. So basically, I'm responsible for all post sales, uh, which is inclusive of customer success, customer support, our customer education team, our customer programs team, and our uh, renewals team. So everything that has to do with the customer, that's uh, where uh, my domain is. And just to give you a little bit more about my background, I spent over 13 years at salesforce.com prior to this, helping build out Salesforce uh, in the heyday to where it is today. Okay, very cool. I'm going to keep you busy. Yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I watched your video. Uh, very good. Very simple. I mean, you, you'll do whatever it takes when it comes to your customers, but easier said than done, I would imagine. Um, could you just expand first on what you mean by do whatever it takes? Yeah. I mean, when we started Qualified, we really wanted to try and take a beginner's mind to customer success. Uh, you know, And the reason why I brought up Salesforce earlier was you know, Salesforce positioned themselves with really starting customer success where they they created the first customer success manager. But you know, what does that look like in this day and age? And I think with qualified, you know, we took an approach where what does our philosophy look like? What does our process look like? And what do our people look like? And so whatever it takes is really around our philosophy with how we work with our customers. And and really it's about we will do whatever it takes to help our customers realize the value and ROI of their investment with Qualified. And it starts with you know that mentality and that mantra of doing whatever it takes. Yeah. Could you give us some examples of that? What you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like for, for example, you know, when you think about you know, traditional software selling, when a person buys a particular piece of software, the onus is on the customer to actually realize that value. But at Qualified, what we try to do is really take that onus on ourselves. And we want to help you realize the value of that. And so what we'll do is we'll obviously do a full-blown implementation. But beyond the implementation where we provide all the best practices, we get to learn your business. We truly try to become that extension of your team. What we also try to drive is like really the, the ongoing optimization because we think about this where 
you know, if you're not constantly providing and taking a look at the data, optimizing the tool, we think that the it will decay. Like things mm-hmm. will decay over time. And so we want to provide those, you know, best practices, what we're learning, what we're seeing across our different customers. We also want to provide, you know, the consultancy, meaning, you know, if we see like what we're seeing and learning in this new space around conversational sales and marketing is really, you know, this new world that's emerging where people are no longer filling out, you know, forms on a website. The form completes for marketers are really going down. And there's this space that's emerging, which is more that conversational space. And that's what Qualified helps enable is we help our customers have valuable conversations with their customers to then really speed up that sales process and drive more qualified leads. Okay. So it's not, it's not really, you know, technically changing the system towards each customer requirement. It's more enabling them to do whatever it takes to make them make sure they're getting full value out of that system. Would that be correct? Yes. And, and I mean, if you think about it, it's, you know, there's a lot that's happening. The world is changing really fast in the, in the mm-hmm. post pandemic world, right. As you are like are aware and for marketers, no longer are conferences really happening as often as they should. Now people are hungry for conferences. Like I'm hungry. I want to get back out there. I want to <laughs> shake hands with people. I want to, you know, uh, see folks in real life. But really, the website has become that main core and strategic asset for a lot of our customers, for a lot of the the businesses out there. And so why not look at your website as your digital storefront so that when someone, your customer comes onto your digital store, aka your website, why wouldn't you be giving that concierge service? And especially with the data that we have now through first-party cookies, through reverse IP, et cetera, that we can actually see who those folks are and, you know, have help you have the right conversations with the right people that are coming onto your website. So we can identify those VIP visitors right on the spot and like alert your sales team to say, Hey, a VIP visitor is on your site. You should definitely talk to this person right now. Oh, very cool. Yeah. But I mean, I know the section on your website, there is, you do have a lot of videos, which is fantastic. So explain it, make it very simple to use. Yeah. How do you keep that interaction with the customer? I mean, you know, keep them constantly using the tool and making sure they're getting the best value out of your tool. Yeah, great question. We meet basically on what, what, like how often the customer wants to meet. So sometimes we'll meet on a weekly basis until we get a yeah. good cadence and then we'll, you know, go to a monthly basis. But, you know, again, the go-to-market strategy changes for you know, for any business out there on a weekly basis. So we want to make sure that we maintain that level of service and that our tool customized is customized and personalized to the go-to-market strategy of whatever business we're working with. And so so we do meet on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, depending on what the customer is. And and we've formed that partnership with them to really help them see that value, you know, as fast as they can. And and constantly continue to work for them in terms of driving pipeline for them, which is the lifeblood of their business. And, and that's how serious we take it is that, you know, right now, especially in this day and age with where the markets are and, uh, you know, pipeline is the lifeblood of every business. And we take that very seriously. And so we're constantly working for our customers to help drive more pipeline for their business. Wow. And does that mean then, you know, that you need, it's very resource intensive? In terms of a lot of people to maintain and keep on looking after those customers, 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, we've also part of what I was talking about at the beginning when we took a different approach to our process, our philosophy and our people. So we actually have also emerged what what I'll call as a sort of a, a newer, newish role from the traditional customer success manager role. It's a combo between a customer success manager and a solution architect. And so we call our, our folks um, that work with our customers success architects. So they're the qualified success architect, and they're a combination of a success manager and a solution architect. And they're really the, you know, the one-stop shop, if you will, of um, customer success where their hands on keyboard, you know, they're rolling up their sleeves, working with the customer, and they don't have to go to, you know, a different team or this other team. They're really the main accountable person that really can help impact the livelihood of that account. And so if they need help, they'll call in other help, you know, other additional success architects that are potentially specialized in certain areas or, you know, some sales leaders that we can consult with to bring them into the customers to show them, you know, sort of our best practices of a qualified on qualified story. But no, it's it's it comes down to that actual individual success architect. And these folks are really a Jack and Jane of all trades. And they're pretty well-skilled and highly developed in, in the world of like bringing those strategic best practices to all of our customers. Yeah. It's, I mean, strong believers, all people, isn't it? But is I, mean, it hard? It's, it's, I mean, going back to that, Ken, it is really about the people, right? Mm. We, we hire A plus players and these folks really care so much about our customer success that, you know, there's a little bit of a fun competition internally around who has more RRI for their customers or not. And <laughs> I love that type of camaraderie that our team drives. Is it hard to, you know, highly qualified people like that? Is it hard to maintain those people who work in like a customer successful? Yeah. So, you know, you think about it like, you know, when I think about this role, it's part technical implementation. It's part, you know, like consultant slash strategic guidance. It's part, you know, enabling and enablement for the customer. It's part support. It's part account management. So it's it's interesting because we have to find like in a sense, it sounds like a unicorn, but really what we're trying to find are folks who have a strong customer executive presence that are technical. And then, you know, we provide them the other resources to help develop and maintain their skill set in the world of marketing and helping our customers drive pipeline. Okay. And in terms of, you know, if other companies are looking to do a model like this, could you talk us through maybe some of the challenges that you faced or the challenges and how you overcame them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, some challenges is really hiring. I mean, it, it yeah. takes a lot to find the right person for this role. Someone who has that whatever it takes mentality. You know, if you think about customer success in today's world, I think, you know, it's a very much treated as a cost center and a margins business. And, and I'm not saying that's not where we're at either. I mean, of course, you know, I think one of the challenges I do have is how do I scale this white glove service over time? But I think one of the challenges is is really hiring because of the mentality of like what I was saying, traditional customer success. It's, you know, how fast can you get off the phone with a customer? Whereas we're very much that our mentality is like, you know, how much can we work with the customer to help them understand and try and drive and realize the vision that they're going after? So one of the challenges is really is really hiring. The other challenge is really thinking about how do we take this you know, whatever it takes mentality and scaling that. And I know that's kind of a weird 
juxtaposition of words like white glove service and scale, that usually doesn't work that way. But we're trying to figure out what elements that are most important within our customer journey that we can take a look at in scale and really focus on the most important parts. And, and really what that's ending up seeing across our team is really how do we help our customers drive more pipeline and see that value from the strategy that we're providing. Yeah. And you know, in terms of measuring that success, and I, I guess you don't measure it in terms of like traditional customer success in terms of CSAT scores, I guess is more down than to ROI and that kind of thing. Yeah. Numbers. I mean, look, I mean, of course we care about, you know, what we care about obviously is we do definitely care about NPS and, and CSAT. That is okay. traditional in, in terms of like, how are they feeling about this? Are they seeing this? And it helps me have more visibility and understanding what's going on. But really what it is at the end of the day is really that value in ROI. And, you know, especially in times like these right now where we need to double down on our customers, you know, our customers are, are looking to us to help them drive more pipeline. And, and that's what we care about the most. Of course, we care about, you know, if they're happy or not. But as long as we're sharing and showing results for them, you know, I, I can't imagine anything else being more important than that. Yeah. Excellent. How about, I mean, how you mentioned earlier about things are changing on a weekly basis. How are you guys keeping on top of this, keeping ahead of the curve? Oh, I know. It's, I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot that comes at our, our success team, especially part of what my job is to do is to really help them understand the overall market and where the market is going. So we're constantly providing, you know, daily standups. Of course, Slack is very helpful in, in, in sharing stories and making sure that things are happening. The one thing too, I actually was just thinking through as we were talking through this uh, of just staying on top of things is, is opening the line of communications. I always talk about this. We win as a team and we lose as a team. And you know, let's say for example, a customer is looking, is, is not doing as well. I don't look at that as the, attributing that to the individual success architect. Of course, there's a part of it is there's part of accountability there. But I also look at it as their leader, you know, and the rest of our team. And so when we look at our yellow and red accounts, we look at this as a team and we go, well, how can we help this particular account as a team together? And so what I love about that is because, you know, there's a lot of ways to to implement qualified. And there's a lot of different strategies that could be implored depending on, you know, the customer, their go-to-market strategy, you know, if they have a dedicated sales team, meaning dedicated on you know, looking at qualified all the time, or is it a hybrid where they actually have, they're looking at another tool plus qualified, you know, those are the things that we need to think through and we provide those best practices. And, and usually too, we'll, people will pile on to those accounts to help that particular success architect in helping, you know, uh, that customer get well. And so that is one of those things that I, that I love about our team is the, the team atmosphere and kind of everyone in the boat rowing together and helping all of our customers. That's the care. So important. Yeah. I love your quote about you see customer success as a weapon and a, and a revenue generating model. And you mentioned earlier about it's often seen as a cost center. Would you have any pointers for other success managers out there that are trying to change that mindset within the company or what tools they could use or data they could use to change that mindset for senior management? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, beyond NPS and CSAT numbers, I obviously do care about gross renewal rate, which is the GRR percentage. And I mean, how much of our customers re renew with us? 
and net retention rate, which is obviously how much our customers expand and grow with us. And so, you know, first and foremost, I always talk about, you know, renewals and and making the customer happy and, and successful with GRR being the number one, you know, the number one priority of making sure that we show value. And if they focus and double down on the customer, everything else takes care of itself. Now, from a net retention rate expansion, I mean, we're our customers have been expanding with us and we've had over 150% NRR rate over the last couple of years that I've been here. And it's been incredible. And that's just a testament to the team helping work with our customers, expanding the customers and the customers seeing the value of qualified in the tool. And so, you know, when you, and that's where I was like, when I first started this, when you take that beginner's mind of thinking of customer success as like, uh, you know, a, a growth center and helping drive with revenue, you know, then like, what I get fired up about is that our, you know, success architects, not only are they caring about the success of the customer, they're also going, oh, you know, hey, like they have another business unit that may be interested. And I got introduced to this person. So there's a lot of discovery, learning about the customer's business and seeing like, how can we take our tool and apply it to other side, other business units within the enterprise companies that we're working with? I mean, just seeing, seeing my success team come to life like that is pretty incredible. And I'm not, you know, I I haven't seen that at other companies, but uh, you know, my success team gets fired up on expansion numbers, and obviously, when customers renew with us, like it, it's very inspiring to see. And so, you know, to the executives out there that are listening to this, uh, you know, I would I would take a look at thinking through those strategies. If you take a look at our our G2.com reviews for qualified, I mean, we have four and five stars. Our customers are raving about us, and it's truly inspirational and that really helps those reviews help other customers or prospects actually, you know, feel comfortable with, you know, if they come with qualified, you know, they'll be taken care of. And so, you know, that is sort of an intangible on the, you know, the new business side, but, you know, just those reviews really speak for itself. Yeah. Awesome. Dan. I love that extension of the client. Ultimately you guys are in terms of the future, how, how do you see the model evolving or and yourself? Yeah, I, I think you know the model definitely has to evolve. I mean, you know, we can take only so much. I think there's going to be a big. I mean, right now for what we have right now, like we have visibility into you know taking care of our customers over the next year plus. But I definitely want to start planting the seed of like how do we think about you know potentially partners um, making a bigger play in our world and what does that look like. But for now, what I'm looking at trying to do, like I was saying earlier, was what are the elements that we could scale, you know, our our service, and then what are the areas that we want to continue to maintain that white glove concierge type service around? And and again, we're you know I have been thinking through is just like what are the elements that drive ROI and drive pipeline for our customers? Those are the areas I really want to double down on and, and continue the white glove service. And then the areas of like, you know, that are, I would say, lower value to the customer, but still is necessary is where I'm going to look to scale. Awesome, Dan. Love it. Love the model. Uh, Listen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people would like to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way? Well, yeah, first of all, thank you so much, Ken, for having me. And if folks want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me uh, via LinkedIn. Dan Darcy is there. I'm the Chief Customer Officer of Qualified or on Twitter at Dan Darcy, D-A-N-D-A-R-C-Y. I also, you can email me uh, dan at qualified.com. 
Fantastic. Awesome. Listen, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much, Ken. Thanks for having me.